Target, maximum firepower. Ice for impact! Welcome to the Brace for Impact podcast. In this episode, we're going to review our last Clone Wars battle report, as well as review the changes to existing upgrade cards in Armada 1.5. So the battle report we just put up on YouTube was the second Clone Wars match uh, that we posted, Dark Tide uh, versus Unknowable. Uh, this is a pretty good game. What did, what did you think of it? I mean, it was it was kind of frustrating for me because I was playing against. Um... Republic with the expert shield techs and Kenobi, and you added the jamming barrier. So, like, on some terms, turns, I'd be like attacking with full salvo and I'd do like a single damage. Not a salvo, but like an actual shot, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, like a full battery yeah. of like, you know, two red, two blue, you know, full pain. I got a double hit. And at the end of it, it's, it's, I get like a damage in the end. And, just a single one. I couldn't do enough damage to, to win the game. Yeah, I I really like the idea of Kenobi plus expert shield techs on like two acclimators and kind of just canceling two damage once a turn from each of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially if you combine it with brace and make four damage zero, like that's really strong. Um, yeah. I'm still super disappointed with Implacable. I just think that the range restriction is so imposing. I, I, yeah, I just don't think that Implacable is very good. Yeah. Based on like how advantageous it is to like have your ships like you know be maneuverable. So if you want to attack with Implacable and not just have it hang in the back, it's probably going to get out of range at the point it's getting attacked, or one of your you know your flagship is getting attacked. Yeah, and I'm able to trigger it so infrequently that like when I'm, it's finally available to me. I've just totally forgotten <laughs> about it. Uh, or it like does nothing, you know, and like you just you basically just erase the damage with Kenobi and expert shield text, and it doesn't even matter that it's there. Yeah. So I don't know if I'll I really think that but... Navuda B is like the um, the title to go to on the acclimator. Yeah. I've just not been impressed with Implacable. Yeah. Because sure. like in this game, let's say that uh, Implacable you know, was in range of the other ship. You know, it's it had a hard enough time on its own. Like, I don't think it had, you know, the option to, to siphon damage from another ship. Okay, so, you know? so, okay, so, I, yeah, I mean, like, if we're, if we're analyzing the game, which we are, right? Um, yes, that is what we're doing. Right, I think I set up my ships well to... To deal with you and, like, like, because my goal is, like, for you to not shoot at Implacable. My goal is for you to shoot at Kenobi, and then Implacable would be siphoning off damage, right? So, like, yeah. in round one, I felt really good, right? I'm just looking at the board, and it's like, I've got Implacable farther away from the rest of the stuff, right? Most of your fleet... Is not near implacable. I think that I initially maybe positioned the ships too far apart, but it's you know it's tricky. When implacable jumps forward, I just think that by the time it's taken its turn in round two, it is way too far forward. Yeah, <clears throat> but you were only going like speed two, right? I shouldn't Even... have been. I think I should have been going one with implacable. That's that's what I was gonna say when I'm like looking back at this round one. I'm like implacable is like 
even based on where you put the jamming barrier, like Implacable should have been back a little bit more. Like where my squadron ball is, is kind of where the like the front of Implacable should have been. Basically like not able to be shot or attacked by squadrons. And then Kenobi's taking hits and siphoning damage off to Implacable, which can't be hurt. And then eventually Implacable will come in like round four, round five, round six. But like the fact that yeah, like mid round two, right? He's lost a ton of health to a bunch of fighters that he shouldn't have even been there. And I should never have moved him away from squadron protection. Like I just mm-hmm. charged him in speed two, speed two, and like not smart. Not smart for me. And like you you took huge advantage of it, right? Like you just had the fighters come in, they weren't contested, and you were just yeah. like rolling double hits on red dice, like you were getting paid to do it. Um and so implacable <laughs> yeah. basically dies here by let's see. By the, like round three, right? The very first shot of round four is when he's dying. Okay. Right. He was because he was effectively dead round three, right? Which means he never was in range to help Obi-Wan. He never mm-hmm. had like a shot. An opportunity to even do his implacable thing. I think he had no or one forward shot out of his battery like it was just like a disaster All i he, think it was like a flack yeah i think he flacked up front yeah. yeah he flacked and traded himself i mean like on the one hand he traded himself for almost 100 points of squadrons right yeah. but i think i could have used him more effectively let my squadrons eat your squadrons with flack support I, i'm just like so terrified of the v19 um jedi ball with plo and Lumi. yeah because like if you had that, if you had like the squadron commands to push it forward, like round two, I don't know what I could have done. Like gameplay wise, I think that what I need to do against Dooku and someone commented this was basically like do two turns of squadron commands in a row. Mm-hmm. Turn one, I take tokens, and then turn two, I spend those tokens to clear any raid that you do, and then do my squadron command. Yeah. Because then that guarantees turn two, I can activate the squadrons, get them into position, and then my ship moves up, but it's still protected by squadrons. Mm. As opposed to what I did, which was um, not be able to activate the squadrons. So then all of turn two, Implacable is unprotected and getting flecked and blown to shit by your fucking fighters. Yeah, I mean, those vultures, like when they get the double, that fucking hurts, dude. Yeah, it's nuts. Or the double-double on the bombers, right? Like, that's crazy. I love the bombers. Like, like multiple red bomber is... It feels so good to roll that dude. God, can I say how good the dice box looks? Like, holy shit. It's so that's nice. Really good. Yeah. Cool editing. Um, so... Yeah, shout out to the editor. Since I complained about Implacable, and my that's my basically my mistakes in this game... I think the other mistake yeah. is maybe charging in with the consular too early and not keeping it back. Because like his goal was to like heal friends. Yeah, um, he was like really out in front. He but... really ended up trading himself for like four damage. <laughs> well, if, like... you, if you think about it, he kind of traded himself for the game because he bumped the munificent. Yeah, and since he did that, I wasn't able to to swoop around the back. Yeah. of the uh, the Obi Wan flagship. True. And I think That's I would have done better if I could have avoided That's like fair. four front arc shots. That's fair. Um, 
So jamming barrier. Now, I've been wanting to get jamming barrier to be an interesting objective for a fleet for a while. And this fleet was like really wanting you to pick jamming barrier. So I'm glad that you did. Um, but between the dust clouds and the barrier, which I set up, you know, kind of kind of diagonally across the middle of the board with some deliberate mm -hmm. overlap between it and the dust cloud. Um, yeah. It basically meant that your uh, ships never really got good shots off, especially the way that we ended up where we were kind of just like ramming each other across the jamming barrier. What a fucking nightmare, right, dude? Oh my god. Yeah, and then eventually your frigate crosses the jamming barrier only in the front arc, so then I am able to pop off and just nut job all over it. But Obi-Wan oh, basically... Yeah. <sighs> Obi-Wan basically traded against your entire like two munificence it traded for with like yeah, one one it, hp it really remaining. just just smashed them yeah one of them it just like smashed to death and the other one it like was shooting the guns at and like i mm. was i was convinced that i lost because i had one hp you had the hard cell and grievous and i was like he just needs to shoot uh, like a dice at me. I have nothing. Yeah. And then you were I like, even do that. I can't shoot you because between jamming barrier and EWS, I actually get no dice in my pattern. Yeah. Oh, God. How <laughs> tilting, dude. Can you believe how tilting that was? Oh, yeah, for sure. Where I'm, I, I'm sitting there across, I've got a full health uh, hard cell against an acclimator with no shields. Okay, that hard cell rammed multiple times, so it actually was not full health. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, but yeah, that hard cell would have beaten that acclimator, right? If there was no jamming barrier there. Like, like the hard cell wins that fight yeah. every day. And yeah. it just it just couldn't shoot anything. Yeah. This this game was a pr like like jamming barrier was worth like 150 points in this game. It was incredibly good. I think it it's one of the better I don't know, weak objectives because of how good it is to put down the jamming barrier after deployment. It's so good. I never thought that that would be so critical. Yeah. And like the whole game, I didn't want to cross the jamming barrier because then I would get your your full armament right in my face, which yeah. ended up happening. But yeah, I thought, and it was awful. I thought my setup was really good. One was like Separatists or Red Dice ships. So, you know, jamming barrier is really good against them. And then also my positioning was basically saying like, if you cross jamming barrier, I have my full complement of dice. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you want to do that? And like your answer was kind of not really, but even if you had, it was so far back that you would have had to, like, I think they were going full speed and just couldn't get there. Right. Yeah, it's not, it's not like, you, like they, they go speed too. And that's it. Yeah. So like they, at maximum speed, the way I position the jamming barrier, you, we're always going to ram me and never cross it. Yeah, it it was horrible. Yeah, that with the the like the single dust field because I mean I put the other one on on the side of the board, but yeah, dust field. It's a big a field of of depleted attacks, and especially with the jamming barrier and the EWS. Yeah, it's like four dice goes down to to one dice, and then you salvo me, and I'm like. <laughs> what are we doing here? Can yeah. Can you stop? Yeah. Enjoy your one dice attack, right? Yeah, it, it was really 
they look fucking crazy. And then, and you clutched it out at at the end with the uh, veteran gunners. Ooh, I know. To get the double accuracy, to where I, I activated, and I did the the Watt Tambor Battle Droid Reserve scoop, where I just picked up like five damage cards. So depressing. And moved when that some happens, shields. Yeah, yeah. It, I, it's such an ultimate power move that it's it's my favorite thing, and so I had two shields on the front, no damage cards, and you just roll a hundred dice. Get one accuracy, and then you tap better in gunners. Spend the accuracy because that's how the timing works on that. Yep. So you've got an accuracy, and you reroll all your dice and kill me for perfect damage because you get another accuracy. So I have no brace, no redirect, and I just take seven damage and die immediately. Yeah, I'm looking at that part right now at like an hour and twenty four minutes. If and if you want to talk about Wat Tambor being demoralizing, that's that's some cold blooded shit. One, two, three, four, five damage. Double accuracy. Now, if I hadn't killed it, I probably would have gotten the job done with the fighters. Probably. But yeah, well, it I, was... don't, I don't know because I still I still have shields. Oh god, you had th- honestly the second like accuracy to lock down the redirect was wild. Yeah, because I had three shields on this side, dude. It was that. insane. Oh my gosh, the pickup, the salty pickup. Yeah, I don't know if I could have done it, but yeah, it, it it was it was a very close game. I thought I was dead for most of it. I couldn't believe when when you picked up the first one, I was like, "Wait, what just <laughs> what just happened?" <laughs> well, because you rammed, I rammed, you rammed, I rammed. That's four fucking damage, dude. Yeah. And I think I already rammed it before with the hard sell, and then you just had to do like put one damage on Paul, and it was dead. Yeah. Yeah. Good game. Really fun match. I really like the Munificence, though. Yeah, they're awesome. They're really awesome. And using, like, just Grievous to, like, have a, a more widespread squadron, you know, setup, where I can, like... You mean with Relay? I'll activate two over there with the Relay, and then I'll activate two that are close to me, and I get all four of mine. Do the same with the other Munificent, and I don't really have to worry too much about positioning everything in range. Because I can, like, if Grievous is nearby, I can pretty much get everything. Right. Really great. I think he's one of the better squadrons. But man, vultures die to flak so, so fucking easily. And the flak and the counter, like, dude, the V19 ball. It's so gnarly. Incredible. Yeah, it's so gnarly. I uh I, I'm really a big fan of Lumi Plo and some V19s. You know, I can take or leave Axe at the moment, but uh, yeah, it's uh really good. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Axe isn't worth the points. Oh. Maybe just make him a generic and and add some some other upgrades. But yeah, I mean, you're kind of flushed out with upgrades on on this list anyway. So yeah, I don't know it, what I, I'm in the process of like thinning. You know. Yeah. That's fucking crazy, though. That that was an awesome game. And I'm at three ninety one, and like Axe is uh, five points more than a regular guy. Right, so if I yeah. cut him and add a regular guy, like now I'm at three eighty six. I'd obviously drop redundant shields. I think um, implacables. Yeah, got I, th- to I think go. you just forgot about that for like four turns. Yeah, I don't know if gunnery teams is super good on an acclimator, but 
I think, think with so Swivel Mount, with Swivel Mount, it seems okay, right? Because you're getting that extra dice twice. Yeah. I'll leave it for now. I don't know if it's better than, like, Ordnance Experts. Because you've, right. you've got the black, right. you concentrate another black, you re-roll them. Boom. Mm. That's true. And always three points it's, cheaper. I mean, I, I know the weird feeling that you've got because they've got such a, a large front arc. Yeah. But I mean... What do you think about LTT instead of Spinal on an Acclimator? Like, is LTT just better? LTT's so fucking good, dude. Now I'm down to 369. Yeah. I can't even add a ship. You know, it's like I'm at a weird points cost right now. Yeah. I guess the answer is more squads for Unkenobiable. Um I don't know if that's the answer, but... I don't know if I need LTT and Veteran Gunners. I think I would go Clone Gunners with LTT, right? Yeah. Because like LTT already gives me like the reroll. Well, whichever one you want LTT on, I don't know, I would maybe make that the back one. Like maybe put that on Implacable. And put Swivel Mount on Obi-Wan? Maybe. Because it'll be further away, so it'll get more benefit from... Oh, no, Obi-Wan's going to be dice. closer up, right? Yeah. But the idea is the farther away one gets swivel mount so that it gets the blacks also. Oh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> I think that's weird. Maybe I'd take really an ECM off of Implacable because it's farther away. It doesn't need it. Yeah, put ECM on Obi. Or, well, that, then I don't get early warning. Oh, man. So now I'm down to 361 and I could add another armed cruiser, a naked one. I don't know if that's worth it. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll I'll keep thinking about it, um, but I think I'm gonna do um, Navu to B list next time. Yeah, yeah. Navu to B seems like the best title for Republic right now. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> um, anyway, you want to move on to card changes? Yeah. Okay. Talk about these card changes. All right, so we'll go through the commanders first, and we'll talk about the changes to each card and um, whether the, they're still booty, no longer booty, or extra booty. Yeah. Uh, so Constantine's first. Um, yeah, Admiral Constantine. At the start of each status phase, you can choose any number of any number of enemy ships at distance one to five of at least two friendly non-flotilla ships. <laughs> God, one of which must be of medium or larger size class. For each chosen ship, you may discard a nav token from it. Or increase and de or decrease its speed by one to a minimum of one. Twenty-three points. You know what changed on this guy? Um, yeah. Before it was only medium or large ships. Like it, they, you couldn't use uh, small ships to activate Constantine. Mm. Mm. And that's and the um they can discard a token from it. I don't think that you could do that before. Okay. Interesting. So yeah, it's basically he activates on small ships as well now, but you need like at least one medium and then other small ships. Which I mean makes him better. You know? Yeah. And they don't get to choose to discard a token. You can decide whether or not you want that token discarded, which is pretty good. Um 
this is I mean it's better but the problem with Constantine is it comes with that like asshole tax where it's like if you run him I mean he's not amazing I mean I would go far to say he's not good right but I mean I've run lists with a medium like VSD and a bunch of small ships and that list was pretty good I don't know if Constantine would make that list better by being in there but I mean using Constantine and his ability to like maximum effect where your opponent just can't move any of his ships like if you've got an interdictor with the grab well and then Constantine and you reduce their speed to one and then grab well them down to zero or grab projector whatever it's called and they just don't get to move for the whole game like you're just kind of an asshole because like, it's not going to be a fun game yeah I would say that Constantine is better than he was. Hey, that's because, good. Because, you know, I mean, that's good. I think he's a lame commander, though. Okay. I give him a D. D. Good. D out of five. Oswald. During each friendly ship's determined course step, it may change its speed by one. 20 points. Thoughts? Oswald is much better. He's actually, like, I would say twice as good as he was before. Yeah, because before he was same cost. When a friendly ship resolves a nav command, it can change its speed by an additional one. Yeah. So if you have a nav command, he still works. Like you can change your speed by two. Right. Because those those commands would stack. Um, but now you don't even need a nav. It's just anytime you want, change your speed by one. Right. Fucking amazing. Yeah, it seems really good. He's like a he's like a B. For me. And pretty cheap, right? It's, so if you're not really worried about like what commander you one have. One of the cheaper commanders, yeah. I don't know how he stacks up against like Ramadi as far as cheapness goes. Because Ramadi is also 20 points. And his ability is fucking busted. Yeah. But I think Ozil's great. Yeah. Uh, Tag. After deploying... Tag. After deploying fleets, place two non-consecutive round tokens on this card. At the start of the ship phase, during each round, matching one of those tokens, each friendly ship may recover one of its discarded defense tokens for 25 points. Thoughts? He's kind of analogous to Garm from the Rebels, where he's got, um, I mean, before it was like round three and round five. Yeah. It was locked in. Now that you can choose, obviously he's better. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, how much better he is, I don't know. I don't think it's so amazing. The problem with tag before is like, start of round three is when you normally start really taking damage and losing defense tokens. Right. It seems like round four and five would be really good. Yes, but it can't be consecutive. So, be f- so you can only do four and six. Yeah. Which, at the sixth round, your defense tokens aren't really worth anything because you don't have much health anymore. But being versatile like this, depending on the objective that you've got, maybe you have fleet ambush, you can make it round two and four and just spend your defense tokens like they're going out of style because you're going to get one of them back. Right. 
Don't know how good he is, though. I mean, I'd have to play around with him, but I, I don't know. Getting defense tokens back doesn't really do it for me. As far as a commander goes, I don't think he does enough to satisfy my craving for unlimited power. <laughs> right. He's really defensive, you know? Yeah. Um, but he's for sure better than he was. I give him a C. A C for, I'm not sure how capable he is, but it's an interesting ability and it's much better with the versatility of being able to choose non-consecutive round tokens. I mean, hell, you can even choose like round two and five. It doesn't have to be locked in the waiting around, you know? Right. All right, next up, we've got Grand Moff Tarkin. At the start of each ship phase, you may choose a command. Each friendly ship gains a token matching that command, 28 points. Oh my god, Grand Moff Tarkin went on a fucking diet. Do you see how slim he is now? Yeah, 28. Down 10 points from 38. Way better. Way better. Is it good enough to play? I don't know. I don't think I would play Grand Moff Tarkin. I don't really have a list in mind that can use his ability. Really? Like, I, I get one command token each turn? Per ship. Per ship? It's pretty good. I don't think it's incredible. I mean, you get to choose. But I mean, him, him being... 10 points cheaper is amazing. It is. And I think, I think he's useful. I think with all of the upgrade cards that rely on tokens to recover, I think that makes him better. And with uh, Dooku and Raid, I mean, you can just choose whatever uh, token you got raided on and, and just clear it and not even have to worry about it for your whole fleet. Right. That's fucking amazing. Right. Yeah, it seems good does seem good I, I want like more things for him to to be used off of though like more cards that want you to spend tokens and and get benefit from his ability but right now i can't really think of of much that makes him seem so incredible right M maybe i'll think of something i mean he's he's for sure player playable now before like once vader came out like tarkin was in the bin there's no no reason to run him for the entirety of the game. And I mean, if you're one of those people that made a list with Tarkin, you thought it was good, like, that's great, but any other list with any other commander uh, would be better because they weren't f nearly 40 fucking points. That's just the truth. Right. Next up, we've got Radis, Admiral Radis. Before deploying fleets, you may set aside one other friendly ship with a command value of three or less. At the start of any round, you may deploy that ship at distance one to two of you. That ship cannot be deployed overlapping squadrons and can't be the first ship to activate that round. 26 points. Oh, they nerfed him. Uh, they did nerf him. The trouble with Radis now is that the enemy knows exactly which ship it can deploy out of. Um, which, on the one hand, is, is good because it was kind of annoying to deal with Radis. Uh, you know, as the opponent, you were kind of like, well... You know, it could this, you know, liberty or <laughs> profundity could literally pop in anywhere if the opponent plays their cards, right? Like I remember running like a couple of flotillas in a CR90 
you know, all over the map. As, and that was all you as, had on the table. Uh, yeah, as yeah. fast as possible. And you would have no idea where the scary ship was going to land up your ass and, you know, ruin your day. Like, it kind of sucks. Um, it's still good. It's still playable. It's just not as difficult to deal with. I think you need, like, a different strategy. Yeah, for sure. To run Radis. Like, you can't have a CR-90 with Radis on it anymore. Like, that's dangerous. Yeah, they'll just kill it. They'll just fucking kill it. Maybe they have a bid and they take first and they just run up on you. Yeah. And then you get popped. Mm-hmm. I think more along the lines of you'll need like uh, like an MC-80 with Radis on it. And then you Radis in an MC-75, you know? Right. Or maybe like a smaller ship, like a, like an MC-30, you know? You can't do the big bomb anymore. You can't get into a perfect position. Right. But, I mean, it's, it's still... And you got... It's distance one to two of you now. So you've got a bigger uh, range band to deploy at. Yeah. Yeah, before it was only distance one, right? So yeah, I mean... Uh, I don't remember if better. it was one or one to two. Maybe I it's... Think, I'm pretty sure it was only at distance one. Yeah, maybe. Now that it's two, I mean, that's that's pretty fucking big. Yeah. He's good. He's fine. Uh, Sato. Love my boy Sato. Same thing. Uh, cheaper. Now it's 27 points. Um, and Sato is great. Uh, check out my uh, Fleet of Justice videos to see some cool Sato play. Love him. We'll continue to play him in the future. Maybe my favorite Rebel Commander. Sato's great. He's amazing. I mean, yeah, he got cheaper, so he's better. Yeah. Well, I mean, what do you rate Sato? I, I love him. I, I mean, like, like, for me, he's an A. Just because I really like the fleet I built with him, like scout frigates rolling black, like APTs at long range with ordnance expert rerolls, like it's really I mean, fun. It's, it's the dream. Yeah, it's so fun. Now, you know, I don't come across his weakness super often, which is like a big ball of enemy aces. You know, yeah. Um, because it can be tough when that happens. Uh, but yeah, he's really fun. Yeah, I would give him like a like a low B or a high C before, but now I think he's significantly better. Yeah. I don't think he's quite A though, because of that hard counter against like heavy squadrons. Um next up we've got Garm. After deploying fleets, place two non-consecutive round tokens on this card at the start of the ship phase. You can uh gain a number of command tokens equal to its command command value on every ship. Uh, for twenty five points. Uh what are your thoughts on Garm? Because it used to be fixed timing, now it's... At, at, he was the same as... Uh, tag. Tag. It was like three and five, right? Yeah. Which is awful. Yeah. But, I mean, if you make it two and four, that is, seems amazing. Yeah. Like, if you've got fleet commands, charge up your fleet commands. I mean, he seems really, really good now. Being able to pick the rounds that you get to do it on is way better. Way better. He's super flexible. I mean, if you've got cards that have costs, you can, you know, kind of figure out when you want them to recharge, bank some tokens. And then when Garm comes by on round four, you know, you can set them all up again. I think the timing is during the ship phase that you get them. So you'll probably have to with the round before like round three right and then when it comes to refresh them you can but he's better i think he's he's also better because of the extra emphasis on tokens in general um you know refreshing ecm and that kind of stuff like um yeah 
I could see myself seems, playing him. He seems much better now. Yeah. Like before he was like a D or an F. Yeah. I agree. Now he's like a, a C, I think. I still don't think he's incredibly amazing. He's not like fucking Riken or anything, but he seems really good. Speaking of Riken, once per round, when a friendly ship or a friendly unique squadron is destroyed, it remains in the player and treat it as if it was not destroyed until the end of the status phase. 34 points. My boy's been hit with the nerf bat many times over the years. I think he's still really good. Uh, I think he's still one of the best commanders. Yeah, keeping a ship alive for the rest of the turn is so crazy. Did he get more expensive? I think so, I think so. I like a couple points. I still think he's worth every point. Yep. Very good. A. He's an A, for sure. Still an A. Unstoppable. Still an A. He's never not been an A. That's true. Leia, when a friendly ship resolves a command by spending a command dial, if it has not resolved another command this round, it may resolve that command as if it also spent a matching command token. If it does, that ship cannot resolve additional commands this round. 28 points. So really nothing changed too much with her. She just got... Cheaper. What was it? Cheaper by 10 points, yeah. I think. 10 points cheaper. Why was she ever fucking nearly 30 points? Or yeah. 40 points? Yeah, I don't know. God damn. I don't know. Um... Leia is still not that good, I don't think. Um, yeah? I could be totally wrong here, but like... I was playing with someone who ran Leia. Mm -hmm. I think the new version of Leia. And the problem I found with Leia is you can only resolve the command as if you spent a matching command token. You don't actually get a token. Right. Which is like super crippling. Right. So you, like, when you squadron command, you get plus one squadron. When you're engineering, you get the en extra engineering points. When you nav, like, you can go up by two or down by two. When you concentrate, like, you get the reroll every time, mm -hmm. right? But you can't put a token on your ship to refresh something. Uh, you can't save it for later. Like, it just... You can't use, you can't use multiple, like, you can't use her ability... And then another token, right? Like you can't do that. So I don't, I don't really know because it ends up like your ships have no tokens, and they like are you using these phantom tokens the whole time? Yeah, Le Leia's fine if like you just like I just want what my fleet is doing like to be more powerful. And like yeah, she's gonna make your shots a little more powerful. She's gonna make your navigation a little more powerful, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, where's the flavor? You know, where's the flavor? This is just yeah, a she's a, she's a boring there, card yeah. too, compared to my girl Mon Mothma, who got a stealth buff. Right, like I didn't think yeah. she was getting better. When a friendly ship resolves the evade token effect, it can cancel one die medium or reroll one additional die at close range additions one. But since evade got buffed, Mon Mothma got buffed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, god. oh my god, like what? What? So she, oh, what? She seems crazy good now, dude. Right, because evade token ships just got better. So, like, you're just, like, looking at your, like, foresight now as an unkillable god, right? You're looking at Jaina's light as, like, fears no man, you know? Uh, yeah. Your double evade That's... token ships are so amazing because, you know... They're small bases typically. Even the freaking assault frigate's got one, but it's not, he's not a small base. But small bases are super cool because, like, yeah, discard the token to cancel three dice on foresight. What? Right? Oh, um, that's pretty. Oh, it's pretty. 
awful. And like Amon Mothma um, CR90 can discard and evade to cancel two dice at medium range. Because, you know, if it's getting shot up by a larger base ship, right? So it's like, yeah. I'm not afraid to shove a bunch of like MC30s down your throat because. You know, even against red dice ships like XI seven red dice ships, like they're not as scary because are you going to spend two accuracies to lock down both of my evades? Like, like okay, but you have to first get two accuracies, <laughs> and like if you're ro- if you got two accuracies, your shot doesn't have as much oomph behind it anymore. You know, like yeah. there's you roll six dice, right? Two accuracies means you now you have four damage. Like, okay, like. That actually doesn't that doesn't kill a small that doesn't get through to my hull on my MC thirty right like it's fine yeah and, and didn't she get cheaper as well I think she might have gotten a little bit cheaper yeah I want to run a Mon Mothma fleet I don't think I have since the change but I'm going to soon maybe the first time it I just get seems back on incredible rolls. with yeah. with these new evade changes because Mon Mothma had that issue with she's a commander based all around the evade token but if you get close then you not only negate the defense token, but also the commander's effect. Yeah. And like, it also says or distance one, so like squadrons. Oh, but barely any squadrons have evade, except for the Republic, right? I don't think there's any evade token squadrons. Oh, but it's... Wait, what are you talking yeah, about? Oh, no. It's only for friendly ship. Oh, but it's against squadrons. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah. So when squadrons roll up on you, you can can't you can make them re-roll two dice. Yeah. How many squadrons really, are even really rolling good. two dice, you know? Like, decimators? I don't know. B-wings? That would be really useful against DBS with the double, 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 double. True? <laughs> Reroll those doubles. Get shit on. Yeah. Monmatha, exactly. I think, is a solid B plus, B plus. B plus. Really? You talked her up so much and you only give her a B plus? So the reason I only... Yeah, the only reason is because she can't work with half the Rebel fleet that doesn't have evade tokens. Right? Like... I mean that's true. No MC commanders don't synchronize with a lot of no Starhawk. But it's not it's not even not synchronized, it's like does nothing for them. Right? That that's true. Yeah. Like like if you have a MC eighty and you have Mon Mothma, it like doesn't do anything for that ship. Also, your entire squadron ball doesn't do interact with her at all. Like, I don't think you take many squadrons with her at all. I think no, you take, no, no. You take and, all and ships. You think you're lucky yeah, stars. That's right. You think you think you're lucky stars that you can evade the squadron check. We got some officers starting with Brunson while defending at one to two. Not very many officers got changed at all. Literally, literally, Brunson is the only surviving officer that has a change. While defending exactly. at distance one to two of an obstacle during the spend and defense token step, you may exhaust this card to choose and cancel one attack die, nine points. Did this get nerfed? It did. More expensive? Well, I mean, nerfed. Four more points more expensive. We got some mapped. They got smacked with points. Canceling a die was was so good, yeah. It's so good, dude. I think that they underestimated how frequently you could be at distance one to two of an obstacle with a ship. Yeah. (laughs) It's like all the time. Well, well, you just measure it out to where the whole midfield, no matter where you are, you're within distance one to two. Right. That's pretty easy to do. Right, exactly. And And Brunson's always on. And then Brunson's card basically said, you may once per turn cancel an attack die, right? And it's like, yeah. okay, that's not four points. <laughs> and then you put it on an interdictor. The interdictor refreshes Brunson, so you get to do it twice a turn. Yeah. And then you're just never doing enough damage. Yeah. 
so the three officers, strategic advisor, Governor Price and Bail Organa, that interacted with activations were banned um, and not replaced in 1.5. Um, I'm just going to say shortly here that I feel like the past token does not make up for the fact that these officers existed, uh, specifically strategic advisor. Um, it seems really like like the past token in the games that I've played has been marginally relevant or did not exist at all. Um, and I feel like two ship lists don't like are less less viable because strategic advisor doesn't exist and the past token is not enough to help. Well, I mean, what two ship lists are you talking about? Like two ISDs or um, an ex No, no, because the two ISD lists that I know have fl flotillas as well. They're four ships. There's no, like, just two ISD lists. Because these cards don't exist, you can't fly two ISDs. That's my point. You can't fly mm. two Starhawks. You can't fly an SSD and a flotilla because previously you had Strategic Advisor, right, as like an extra activation every single round. Now you have, let's say you have a two ship list going up a four ship list or a three ship list going up against a five ship list, right? Yeah. If you're second player, you get two pass tokens. If you're first player, you only get one. So for the whole game, yeah. you can delay one activation against someone with two more than you every round. And I know that activation order mostly matters for the approach, right? Once everything has a shot on everything, like it's less viable. But I still remember lots of situations where strategic advisor came in handy for keeping my ship from getting shot at, even on round four and five. Yeah. I feel like they hyped up the pass token as being super relevant. And it made me feel like both sides were going to get some number of pass tokens, but the person with less ships would just get more of them. And really what it is, is one person sometimes gets one pass token or maybe two. And I mean, I agree. I feel like they're just trying to move away from cards that have to deal with activation. Oh, yeah, for because sure. Because it's so strong. Yeah, for sure. I mean, at this point, it's just like, if you want another activation, put a flotilla on your list. Right. And and you'll get your activation. That's the only way you're going to have it. Right. I mean, like, Strategic Advisor for four points basically n deleted the officer slot from most uh, ships, so I'm glad he's gone. Especially for lar large ships. It, it was a nightmare to, to think of anything. Yeah. All right. I guess I just wish the, the passing was a little bit more... Uh, like, just, they were more generous with the tokens. Like, maybe yeah. everyone gets three, and then if you're down by two activations, you get two more or something like that. that that's quite a lot. Well, I mean, like... I would say uh, everyone gets one. Second player gets an extra one. And then if they're at a disadvantage, they get additional ones. That's nice. Yeah, just... It, it, the baseline is zero, which seems odd to me. Yeah. Like, first player with three ships against second player with four ships, there are none. Seems... Yeah, it's like... Okay. Like, okay, I just always will act... Like, it'll go, you know, first, second, first, second, first, second, second. You see that? That's the problem for me. Yeah. Is that second player gets two activations after first for the entire game with no nothing. But obviously first player has first player advantage, but that's supposed to be nullified mostly by the objective. The objective. But yeah, you know not by activation. Whatever, whatever. It is what it is. I, I run lots of ships anyway, so uh engine text, nav, after you execute a move, you may exhaust this card to execute a one 
one speed maneuver. After you execute a maneuver, if you overlap a ship, exhaust this card. Eight points. So it additionally amazing change. It it additionally exhausts if you ram a ship. Um, even if you don't want to exhaust it, right? Yeah. So like so if you engine text works after your maneuver. So if during your maneuver you overlap a ship, you can't then engine text. Sad, sad for the um, Geralt's honor. Yeah, the double ramming. That's that is no longer in business. Sad but good, I think. And it's a tap card. Now I don't think it exhausted before. So I mean, if you've got uh, some kind of upgrade card that can tap opponents, oh, you can upgrades. turn it off. You, you can turn it off. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. It's it's pretty cool. I mean, I, yeah. I think it's a great change to engine text because double ramming is not a. I don't think it's a fun strategy to to build towards. It's kind of shitty. Like two damage is a lot, dude. Yeah, to be able to shoot someone and then force two damage. Yeah, I agree. Uh, weapons teams. Gunnery is concentrate fire the next attack you perform. This activation can be performed from this hull zone. Each of your hull zones cannot target the same ship or squadron more than once during your activation. Seven points. Thoughts on gunnery team. So, finally, there's something that's done about gunnery teams. Yeah. Um, gunnery teams is the best example of cards I kind of dislike. Where they're just always on and always amazing. Yeah. Like, I don't mind if the card is always on, but it can't also be always amazing. Right. Because, I mean, for years of playing this game, like that icon on gunnery teams, that's what I called the, gunnery, the weapons team the gunnery slot. Teams. So it was the gunnery team slot. <laughs> yeah. Because it was so goddamn good, it would go on every ship. Yeah. Now you need to have the right command. You have to use that command on your first shot. Yeah. Like you can't have concentrate fire, uh, command dial, and save it for the shoot second a ship and save it for the second. You can't do that. And everything else is basically unchanged. Right. So now, if I want to load up on like an ISD's front hull zone, I mean, if I've got a, a GR seventy five, and I can sneak it in there with slicer tools, I can fucking shut down gunnery teams. Amazing. Can you can you believe that if that happened to you, the ISD player would be triggered. Triggered as fuck, dude. Like, what do you do? Uh, and then, if you have Tarkin, you can get concentrate fire token, and then pff, still use gunner teams, right? You know, there's some fucking play now. There's also that Before, officer that lets you switch. I mean, there's multiple officers, right? Where you can change yeah. your dial to which one's the one that lets you change it to a uh, concentrate? Uh, oh, the um tactical expert. All right, that's like the undo slicer tools. Get me my gunnery teams back. Yeah. There's, there's lots of things that you can do to guarantee gunnery teams. But, I mean, now you need a little bit more work. You need to pay attention to what's on the field. Yep. Gunnery teams just doesn't always work for you. Right. Which is and great. And it also nerfs the um, Superstar Destroyer, so you can't get three shots out of the same hull zone. Right. Which was obnoxious. Yep. Yep, it was. I mean, it's, it's, it's perfect the way it is now. Yeah. I mean, I, I like... Just any card that was always like, just do this thing and, and always do this thing. I'm glad that they're getting changed to now you need the proper command. And that's something I've noticed in the games that we've been playing in Armada 1.5. Like, 
like whoever has the right commands on their command dials or sets up their tokens properly, like they're the ones who are winning more. Yeah. For sure. It's not the ones that come with like, you know, double ISD amazing list. Next is Ordnance Experts. This kind of falls in that category of always on, always amazing. Uh, while attacking, yeah. you may reroll up to two black dice for four points. Instead of you may reroll all your black dice. Uh, I'm actually surprised this, this one wasn't a tap uh, and only do once per turn. But I'm happy because I love Ordnance Experts. And it's still pretty well, freaking good. I love Ordnance good. Experts too. Yeah, it's still pretty freaking good now. But like, less so amazingly powerful right. that you can just guarantee a shitload of damage. Right. Like if you got seven blacks and they're all like hit, 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 you pick up all seven of those blacks and you roll them back for for hit crits. Right. You pick them all up every time. Yeah. Now it's only two. Right. Which is good. I mean, if you've got a concentrate fire token, you can reroll three. It's basically, po its potency is unchanged for ships like the MC-30, like the... Um, Geralt's Honor, you know, even things like the new uh, Consulars and the Acclimators, right? Like, it's basically the same. You you have two or three black dice, like, okay, you're, you're re-rolling two of them, right? Like, that, that's basically yeah. a wash, right? Like, nothing different. It's for ships where you could get, like, five black dice in a shot that, yeah. like... And just do an obscene amount of damage and just delete a ship. Right. It's basically just bringing it down to where you just can't delete a ship guaranteed with with a shitload of black dice and i also like uh, how it says you know up to two black dice while attacking hasn't changed the wording on that very much and i like that because uh double black flak ooh yes is still viable like you can still get guaranteed like hit 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 yeah dude it's really good for double black flak really like it really like it amazing card still still at 4 points uh, i think I think this is like a, a better version of the previous card. I mean, obviously it's weaker, but it's better gameplay-wise, right? Balance-wise, you know. Right. Next is defensive retrofits. Uh, let's look at ECM. While defending, you may exhaust this card to spend a defense token that your opponent targeted with an accuracy result. Uh, seven points. The difference now is that it taps, and you need to spend an engineering token um, to get it back. Well, ECMs has gone through a lot of changes over the years. I don't think it always tapped. I think they added the exhaust after a they while. They did. It started as just <laughs> always on. Always on. That's another one of those things. When the card is always on, it's always amazing. It's too strong. Now it taps, and you have to resupply it with an engineering token. Right. Again, this is another one of those amazing cards that just show how much extra design space they're exploring. I mean, you can have ships with ion cannons that tap upgrade cards, like a like a blue dice raider with disposable capacitors. You now you hit that home one, you turn off their ECM, and then you smash them in the face. There you go. You won the game. Right. What do you think about this change? I love ECM the way that they have it now. It's so great. I mean, and now you have, like, you can't just use it every single turn no matter what. Now you need a fucking engineering token to, to refresh it at the start of the round. Yeah. So amazing. So good. 
Next, we have some ordinance changes. A ACM and APT uh, basically got the once per turn tap and refresh next turn mechanic. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, and ACM is cheaper now, only five points. ACM is cheaper now, and APT is cheaper now as well. Because APT was, what, five before? It was five, yeah. So drop by one. ACM was seven, drop by two. I mean, the way they work isn't really different. It's just that they tap now. Yep. Which is more fair, I guess. These are the ones where I'm like, God damn. I just, I loved rolling demo up and getting, like, two face-up damage cards. Like, like, demo rolls up, rolls four blacks. After he moves, you get a face-up. Then I double arc you at the start of the next round, another face up, another face up. Yeah. Nothing survives that dude. Well that's the problem. <laughs> right? The problem Let's was like shit. multiple shots of APT with ordnance experts. You were just like dealing so much damage. And it was only five Demo could roll up to any any ship. Yeah. I think except the Starhawk with with Krista. And just delete it. Yep. You just delay long enough and then smash them yep. dead. Triple tap it, right? Assault Concussion Missiles is, I think, like, cheap enough to be really useful now. Like, Demo with APT could go last, shoot, get one extra damage from APT, and then with a double arc next turn, like, for a total of, like, three damage extra just from the crits that you're getting on top of all the damage you're actually rolling dice for like it was just so good and now it was like one per turn you know you get one face up damage card to the defender per turn per apt that shot like ship that you have you know like you can't just like keep fucking doing it and again this is another one of those things where they refresh at the start of the round if you don't want to deal with apts bring that Fucking ion cannon and shut that shit down. I know that's gonna be so crazy. I, I need the Republic I want more to get cards some... that shut stuff down. You know, yeah. I need. The... I want like a like a a fleet support that you spend like a some kind of token, like an engineering token, and you just tap one of their cards. You know, I am ready for the Republic to have an ion cannon upgrade so I can start putting those in because I do want to start shutting some, some shit down. ACM getting cheaper and then both refreshing uh, so they can only be done once per turn. I've actually mm -hmm. been bringing ACM over APT because its max its peak damage output is actually higher. Yes. If you yeah, yeah, yeah. you know first, you know maybe you know like let's say you got an acclimator with um with swivel mount batteries, right, and ordnance experts, and and you concentrate fire, right? So you're rolling your two blacks at long range and re-rolling them. You're probably going to get this to proc. Um, and, you know, you're at long range, so now they've lost two shields, you know. Then next turn, maybe they lose another two shields. You know, now the third turn, the shields are gone, and now you're doing two damage extra when this goes off, as opposed to one from APT, right? Like, it's really good. Yeah, but the thing is, like, Long range APT, where red dice range, here's a face up card. It's amazing. Like, I agree with you that ACM, like, I consider taking that and lists now. Yeah. Before it was just like too expensive for like what it did. And it was competing it was, it was with no APT. No way even close to APT as being good. Yeah. And now it's like, 
a real decision. Yeah. Um, I, I really like the way that these have turned out. And with the evade improvements, the long range blacks are harder to pull off. Um, because like your opponent can cancel two at long range sometimes, or they can cancel. Yeah, but not a lot of ships have evades. That's true. That's true. But for the ones that do, like it's if, something. If you're going up against a fucking ISD, and you get uh, APT at long range, mm -hmm. and it says deplete your fucking uh, shields on your highest hull zone, like boom, that's a five. Boom. That's a five damage dice right there, right? Yeah, it's actually a seven damage die because of the two damage actually printed on the die, <laughs> and then whatever damage goes through along with the rest of your fucking dice, you know? It's, like, incredible. Incredible. So good. External Rack Sadness, twice the cost. It went from two to four points. While attacking at close range, you may discard this card. Add... No, it went up by one. It was one. It was three oh, points, Oh, I thought it dude. was two. Oh, never mind then. No. One point more. A little, little sad. A little more expensive. Little, I mean, eh, yeah. It, Maybe it, it's trying to avoid, like, external Rack spam. Yeah, which is great. Because nobody wants, like, you know, six little shits with external Racks on them. But now with the change, it kind of puts a stopper on just your first shot always using external racks because if you roll your your two black dice from your hammerhead and they're both blank uh maybe just leave external racks and re-roll those right because you're not going to be able to re-roll the external racks ones right and maybe use them on your other shot fair you know card i think external racks is weaker obviously for the change to ordinance experts but still a good card i don't think it deserves a, a one point increase though i don't know i think it's just for the spam thing like you were saying yeah i just bring less of them yeah in lists like lists that would have like four of them is obnoxious leading shots nerfed while attacking you may spend one blue die to reroll any number of dice in your attack pool six points was this yeah, four before? Two. Yeah, it was four before. It, yeah, it deserved to be six, and you know, I think if it was eight, it would still be great. I agree. I think six is like a reasonable amount. Eight might be kind of pushing it because I saw it at six. Oh no! Oh no! But it was just so just good that you would. It was just so good. Remember when we talked about the iron cans? You would just take nothing else because this is so good, right? Yeah, I agree. It's, it's so good. H uh, nines. Eight points while attacking, you may change one die face with a hit or crit to an accuracy. I think they realized how good this was and bumped up the price, right? No, they just changed it to a modification. Oh, it's still eight modification. Mm, yeah. yeah, interesting. It really will because H9, and we'll get to the next one quad turbo laser cannons. Now they're both modification. Yeah. Because uh, you could change a hit to an accuracy. And then add an extra accuracy with quad turbo laser cannons on Simons. Because it had double turbo laser slot, now you can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same with um, SSD could also do that. But now they're both. Liberty could do that too, because so. it was double turbo laser. Yeah. Yeah. So can't do that shit anymore. That's good though, right? Like, Which uh, quad turbo laser cannons, I don't think you should ever run now. I think it's dog shit now. They should have dropped the price of QTCs if they were going to break that effect it's too expensive now yeah i mean it's still a very strong ability like getting another accuracy is amazing but now you have to actually get that accuracy legitimately it's hard yeah all right xi7 change again while attacking if the defender the defender spends okay. a redirect token it cannot suffer more than one damage on each hull zone other than the defending hull zone when it resolves the redirect so basically what they're saying here is uh advanced projectors and uh foresight i believe 
like you can you can put one here and one over there you just can't shuffle yeah. all of it over which is great this is a more reasonable change rather than xi7 hard countering um all defensive upgrades well well advanced projectors would just never they have been run it was never run because of xi7 yeah. it's too good push it out of the meta yeah i, I like this change it, it at least gives you something if you take advanced projectors slicer tools this card begins the game exhausted motherfucker after you execute a maneuver, you may exhaust this card to choose an enemy ship at 1 to 3. You may choose a new command on its top dial, and it takes an engineering token to refresh it. 7 points. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? They don't want you messing with people's command dials anymore. They're making this so difficult. It, it does seem really difficult. Yeah. But I don't think it's so difficult. I've been playing with a lot of <clears throat> some of the other officers because i mean separatists are kind of strapped for officers yeah i mean take slicer tools take veteran captain there you go you have two slicer tools how's that uh well round one you get a token okay you know and then round two you untap slicer tools you slicer tools uh well yeah, you, you spend the token, then you veteran captain for another engineering token. Yeah. Then you go in and slice the tools on turn two. At the start of round three, you spend that token to untap, slice the tools again. Then you slice the tools again on round three. Then your GR75 stick. Okay. Uh, we got some title changes too. Demolisher. During your time. Oh, you don't want to talk about that shit at all. You hate that. I hate it. Uh, during your attack step, you can perform only one attack. You can perform one of your attacks after you execute your first maneuver during your activation. Ten points. They said demo cannot engine text and then shoot. I mean, that was already that was already errated. Oh, they said you can only <laughs> attack once per turn ever. No, but we'll get there. It says during your attack um, step, you can only perform one attack. And then? Oh, 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 oh. They must go. okay. So so now I've learned. Yeah. Demolisher must perform its second attack after it executes its first maneuver. Yes. Right, 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 right. Which is not awful. It definitely makes it weirder to fly. Yeah. It's like you know the but thing that you like it... to do sometimes. You must do it always. Exactly. Like it's kind of weird, but like I run navs on these so many times, so I don't think it'll be that big of a problem. Yeah. It it kind of fucks up with like the approach because now I don't want to be like double arced. I just kind of like like want one arc and then turn and get the other arc. Right. It also makes flying demolisher weird. It also but I don't screws think it with the uh, double tap at the beginning of the next turn. Yeah, but I'll nav again, and it doesn't matter that much. Right. It's not that important. It it just makes the way you move Demolisher a bit stranger. Yeah. Because you don't have that guaranteed double arc. I don't think it reduces its effectiveness at all, though. It's still going to be a fucking nightmare. Next up, we have Avenger. While attacking, you may exhaust this card. If you do, the defender cannot spend more than one exhausted defense token during this attack. Five points with a tap. Um, wow, Avenger Nightmare so, is basically over, right? Like, Look how they massacred my boy. Honestly, it needed to be massacred. It was the most obnoxious title in the game, and now it's more reasonable. 
at least I can still brace, right? Like, yeah, I guess. Right, like the nightmare is over. The nightmare is over. It's just a really good card now, and not the best in the world. It's still probably the best ISD title, but it's not the greatest title in the game. Mm, I don't know. I don't know about that. There's some. I'm, I've been liking the other ones a lot recently. Oh my boy, admonition. While defending, during the spend defense token step, you may discard a ready defense token to cancel one attack die six points. So they've made this worse. Yeah. Because uh, you can't discard a exhausted defense token anymore. Mm -hmm. You have to spend, oh, it's discard a whole ready defense token. Yeah. Shit, that sucks. Yeah. To cancel one attack die, too, is like... Really? Um, I think this puts Foresight clearly in the best... MC30 title slot now. Yeah. Um, because of the evade changes, uh, you know, he's almost doing this just as well without having to discard the tokens. Sad for Yeah, for sure. Sad for Admo. Sad for Admonition. It's a lot more reasonable. At least you can't run. Because like, like if I can maybe it's just so you can't run two unkillable MC thirties. Okay, but like okay. So let's say that I have Adno, right? And I spend an evade token to make you re-roll a die. Can mm -hmm. I then discard it to cancel another die? No. No, because it has to be It has to ready. be ready. Blab blows. Um I so think, why? though, you can spend an evade and then discard another evade token. Yeah. Because there's two of them. Yeah. You're not spending two. You're discarding a different one for a different right. effect. Yeah. I think that's that's valid. But yeah, it, that hurts. That's painful. It does hurt. But, I mean, if it wasn't changed, like, you, you could just have two unkillable MC30s. Yeah. And that's not, but, but now that evade works at, even at close range, it's like... Like, Admo used to be amazing because it's like... <laughs> Oh, I have something I can do with my evade tokens at close range. You know, I can cancel well, now, die with. Now, them. just think about it as um, at close range, instead of guessing for a reroll, you can guarantee cancel. Yeah, by discarding. But is it better you know? than like let let's say that something's shooting at you that's bigger than you, which is most things. You can can't you can discard for, to reroll two. I don't know which one would be better. You got to call that right. I mean, like if you're if they're rolling red dice against you, the normal evade is better. If they're rolling blacks, for sure, I would go for the cancel one. Right. However, this is a six point title. It shouldn't be. Oh, I don't know if it's better than just having no title. <laughs> but also, like if they accuracy some tokens, like if I accuracy, you know, and if, both your evades, right? Then I can cancel. Oh wait. Wait, can you can you discard it? Yeah. If it's accuracy? Yeah. You can't spend, but you can discard. Anyway, we'll leave that for people to tell us in comments. Mon Karen, concentrate while attacking a ship. The defender cannot spend more than one defense token during this attack six points. So Mon Karen basically wasn't, an, and now it's not an always on, always amazing. It's a, you must concentrate. To be amazing. Yeah. Mon Karen still seems amazing, though. Still really good. Like, I mean, if you've got Mon Karen, you've got Kaken and Shawan, you've got gunnery teams, just put the concentrate fires on. Uh, my problem with Mon Karen has always been 
that in most cases your opponent's going to probably want to spend one defense token. On top of that, if you get an accuracy, like let's okay, let's say that you're Mon Karen shooting at something. You roll your seven dice, right? You got one accuracy most likely. Without Mon Karen, you stop the brace, right? Mm -hmm. With Mon Karen, you stop the brace. In both those scenarios, nothing has changed. They spend their redirect. Like, you, you see what I mean? Like, Wait, what are, you, what are you talking about? Okay, so let's say you have an MC-80 and a Mon Karen. Mm -hmm. Two different ships. One has the title, one has nothing. They both shoot a front arc shot at a ship, and that ship has brace redirect salvo, like, I don't know, an acclimator. Mm -hmm. With Mon Karen, I, like, 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 I roll seven dice, right, with my MC-80 mm -hmm. Liberty. In seven dice, I'm probably going to get an accuracy. Yes. With Mon Karen, let's say the Mon Karen ship is the one shooting. I spend the accuracy to stop the brace. Okay. The opposition can now redirect, right? Okay. He can't do anything else. Without Mon Karen, I stop the brace with my accuracy and he can redirect. Like, it's the same thing. Yeah, but, but with, with Mon Karen, you, you just re-roll the accuracy. You don't use your accuracies with Mon Karen, basically. Is, yeah, yeah, you just re-roll into double hits. Right. There you go. There's a card that lets you change an accuracy to a crit or something, right? Yeah, it's like, it's like some weird... Um, uh, some like sensor team or something. Is it a turbo laser? I don't think it's a turbo laser. I think it's like... Yeah, weapons battery text. You can change uh, one die to uh, with a face with an accuracy face to a face with a crit. That's in the gunnery team slot. Yeah, but I don't. I wouldn't take that over kicking a Sholin. I would take it on a Mon Karen. No, you got so much <laughs> dice. You need. I know you need rerolls. I know. You need. Re I mean, you could just man. put leading shots in there, but yeah. Oh, leading shots! You would just take away the accuracy and reroll everything. Anyway, that's why I don't really like Monkaren that much, because it's basically like, if you don't get an accuracy on this ship with a shitload of dice, it's like, okay. Um, yeah. Yavaris, Squadron Command. Each squadron you activate may choose to only attack during your activation. If it does while attacking, it may add one die to its attack pool of a color that's already in its attack pool. Five points. Boom. Yavaris, nerf batted. For sure. But I mean, it needed it. Like Yavaris got whacked into infinity. First of all... The squadron command requirement makes no sense because you can't activate squadrons without adding a squadron command. <laughs> you know that is that is true. Like okay, it's, it's like true. I know you wanted to unify everything, but like you know that without that symbol there, nothing changes. Um, so well, no, I mean um, that's not true because hyperwave signal boost can activate squadrons without a squadron command. So there are but ways they can't that take can hyperwave signal boost. That's step only. Exactly, but the precedent is there right. that it could happen. Okay, 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 whatever. Uh, so basically it's saying instead of squadrons shooting twice, they get to add a die if they don't move, right? Yeah. This is a massive nerf. It is a massive nerf. It's more dice in smaller numbers is significantly better than more dice in fewer numbers, even if the total number of dice is equivalent. I agree. Number one, bomb, For sure. because of Bomber Command Center, right? Things yeah. like Tor and Far, Bomber Command Center, giving you rerolls 
per shot. Also, in terms of how they interact with brace tokens, right? I'd rather have one die that you have to redirect and then another die that you now you redirect is gone than just two die that you redirect, right? Uh, yes. This is supposed to be a massive nerf. It is a massive nerf. Yavaris is still really good, but it's not insane, insane good. Yeah, I mean, I like this change because Yavaris was fucking obnoxious to deal with. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you have to get to Yavaris and kill it or your entire fleet is dead within like like two rounds. Right. Now it's like, I can have other priority targets. You know? Yeah. Um, and it does give you like some cool things where like, okay, your B-Wing is rolling a blue-black, right? Let's say accuracy crit hit, right? You add another crit hit wow like you're stopping the brace and doing four damage right like that's really good yes that's really that good is really good um whereas before it would be accuracy crit hit you know and you would you know you would do two damage and stop the brace um but then you would have another well, you have another shot yeah, yeah, yeah for sure hit. for yeah. sure then that one would be crit crit hit you know yeah yeah, yeah for sure but it, it is it is cool i think it just, it just feels like everything has just been pulled back a little yeah. bit and and for sure, I think this is the reason for the change is that multiple small attacks are much better than one larger attack. Yep. Exactly. And I mean, Yavaris is still fucking amazing for Squadron. It's still fucking amazing. It's still like one die. That's a fucking lot. I agree. That is a fucking lot. And also like squadrons like Wedge. Oh yeah. Now don't get to roll fucking fourteen dice. Right. Now he's just rolling squadron, seven, you know? right? Like that's now he's just rolling seven. But you know? but he's not deleting two squadrons in one activation like he used to. And yeah, and that is like you don't get to attack multiple targets, multiple attacks. It's just it was too good. I like this version though. Did it go down in points or is it I think it's the same five. Points? It's fine. I mean, it's good. I like all of these changes. I want, I want more changes like this. Well, not changes, but more cards with this kind of yeah iconography. The the tapping, the resupplying, the heavy choices. You know, I mean, there's only six turns. Like, why not spend defense tokens for some cool effects? You know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's a that's our show. Thanks for uh, watching our videos and thanks for listening to the podcast. Ta-ta.